perfection that we've been able to come about with the presence of God. Are we okay? So, it is very paramount for you to understand again that everyone on earth carries the presence of God. Everyone on earth has an aspect of the Spirit of God, including believers and unbelievers, even including animals and plants, including living things and non-living things. All these things carry an aspect of the Spirit of God. Things created by God carry an aspect of God. However, things that are not created by God, yet created by men, can equally carry the spirit and the presence of God. The other day, the scriptures say that, and the people brought aprons and handkerchiefs to Paul. And as Paul laid his handkerchief and apron on himself and prayed for them, scripture says, when they took the apron back and laid it upon the sick and the people who were oppressed of the devil, scripture says they were delivered of such spirits. Okay? So then we get to understand that even things that are made by men, handkerchief, phones, books, can carry the presence and the spirit or the power of God. It can be transmitted. The book of Genesis chapter 1, the verse 30. Can we read it, please? Genesis chapter 1, the verse 30. Even, even plants carry the presence of God. To tell you that plants receive the breath and the life. God. Genesis chapter 1, the verse 10. Let's do this quickly. Genesis 1 30. Genesis 1 30. Then I read. And to all the animals on the earth, and to every bed of the earth, and to everything that creeps on the ground. To everything in which there is breath of life, I have given every green plant food, and so forth. So everything, every plant that there is breath of life. So it was God that gave every plant the breath of life. God gave a plants, animals, beasts, his spirit, an aspect of him. He gave them breath of life. The Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. So we, we hear yet, according to scripture, plants even carry the spirit of God. Plants carry the presence of God. They carry an aspect of God. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 also. Genesis 2, verse 7. Huh? Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground huh? and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Mm-hmm. And the spirit life. Okay. And man became a living being. So he gave bread unto man. He gave bread unto man. Now man became a living being because they had the God life. In the Amplified Version, this because we're talking about the God life. There was a hyphen and then there was a God life in there. So now we realize that human beings carry the God life, they carry the life of God in them. Many people feel as though. There's only believers or Christians who carry the God life. No. Every human being, every animal, every plant, everything, even stones, everything, minerals, everything created by God carries the spirit or an aspect of the spirit of God. Alright. So, having made this
this premise about everything having the presence of God, it means that even unbelievers also have the presence of God in them. Even the unbelievers have an aspect of God in them. So the unbeliever has an ability or can have an ability to be to begin to cause things to change in their favor. We are talking about perfecting the presence of God. So even unbelievers can have that presence of God in them perfected to cause changes in their life. That is how the wizard, the witches, the occultists, the powers and wickedness in high places are able to function. Even the witch needs the presence of God to function. <laughs> Even an occultist, a wizard, needs the presence of God to function. Please, I'll take it. I'll take it slowly. I know many of you are like now, so what do you like to do? I don't need the presence of God to kill people to do around this. Yes. Yes. It is the presence of God. This is the power of God that is transmitting all those things. Are you with me? So the power which, which even the unbeliever uses, or the fetish priest uses, is the presence, the power of the presence of God. Without the power of the presence of God with them, they cannot do that which they do. So the fetish priest has perfected the presence of God and has channeled it to work things in their favor. Mind you, the power in its own is not bad. The power in its own is not evil. But what they use the power for is what makes it evil. So every witch has the presence of God in them. Every wizard has the presence of God in them. Every man has the presence of God in them. Every Christian has the presence of God in them. Are we okay? However, it is up to us to be able to channel that power to good things. Now, the presence of Ghana has been given power to work. But if he begins to abuse that power and begin to do other dubious things, it is not a power that is wrong, but it is what he's using the power for that is wrong. Are we okay? A gun on its own is powerful. But a gun on its own is not bad. A gun on its own is not evil. But what the gun is used for is what makes it evil or good. Do we understand this? So a witch on their own, should I say, they are not evil. <laughs> it's okay. I, I sometimes go the level, I have to be careful of what I see. You know how they say if the witches in Europe, all they do is to read cards and tell you about their life and what's about to happen to so you. They don't kill people like how Africans do. So then, in, in that place, it's not considered to be something quite bad. But now it's because it's used for evil things. And then it goes to a sort of divinations, enchantment, and calling forth spirits. See, all those things are by the enablement of the power of the presence of God. As a believer, you can call for spirits to appear. Or oh, are you here? When someone dies and people go to the shrine to go and inquire who killed them, you might see it to be bad. But then again, what about you also coming to the prophet of God and asking the prophet what happened before the person died? And the prophet also tells you, did you? How, what is wrong? That this one is a prophet, so it's a fetish priest. The book of Isaiah 54, 
Isaiah 54, the verse 15 to 17. Let's not be as though we are ministering from our opinion, but from scriptures. And then please read the verse 16 and 17 first. Then read the verse 15. Okay. Isaiah 54, the verse 16. Yes. Behold, I have created the smith who blows on the fire of coal, and who produces a weapon for its purpose. Okay. And I have created devastated to destroy. Okay. So in other verses, he said, I have created a blacksmith, the witches, the wizards. God himself is saying he is the one who created them. He is the one who created the destroyer to destroy. Or the devastator to destroy. Are we here? And if God created something, then they must have the spirit of God in them. An aspect of the spirit. There were some kind of humans that were living on earth even before us. They also carried an aspect of God in them. And I will teach that during our apocalypse services. So you will understand this pre-Adamic race stars. But then we get to understand here that scripture says that even the witches, the wizards, the blasphemy, the people of dark powers, God himself created them. He, he gave them power. And some of you feel that darkness was there and God just came to meet darkness. No. According to the book of Psalms, scripture says God created darkness. It was God himself that created darkness. There is an, an there is the dark side of God. Can, can I teach it? Like there is the dark side of God, but we need to perfect the presence of God. <laughs> oh, some people are asking so many questions right now in their minds. Let me let me try to finish it with you. Some of you can ask your questions. Then let's see how many of you can ask a question. Let me just help you out. But you see, he says he created all these things. And then in verse 17, he said that no weapon that functions against you will prosper. So now he gives us the, the limit to the power of this spirit of darkness that operates. He says he created the blacksmith, he created the devastator to destroy, he created the witches and the wizards to equally destroy. He created them. However, in the verse 17, he says that their weapons will not function against you. So their weapons will work, their power, have authority, and to be able to operate. But scripture says that their jurisdiction is limited when it comes to you. So they can do whatever they want to do, but when they get to you, it is limited. It doesn't work anymore. But even before that, in the verse 15, he says that he will cause them to surrender to you. Before he tells you that he created them and how powerful they are, please read to them the verse 15. Isaiah 54, verse 15. Behold, they may gather together and spread out. They may gather together and and spread out strife in your life. They may gather to destroy certain things in your life. He said, He knows what they will do. He created them to do those things that they will do. But he says something forward. Move on, Panago. But it is not from me. But it is not from me. Listen, he gave them the power. He created them by saying, What they are doing is not from me. So, so the power is from him, but their dealings is not from him. Understand it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Whoever steps up strife against you shall fall and surrender to you. Okay, so this is an understanding. In perfecting the presence of God, when you meet a situation, understand first of all that God can acknowledge that this situation has power. This demon has power. 
this fetish priest has power. This witch or wizard has power. But then again, he said that when they meet you, they will scatter, they will fall, and then they will surrender to you. Do you understand this? So even before you meet any situation, you know that situation has already fallen in one, and it is surrendering to you. So when you meet a sickness, when you meet someone who is demonic possessed, you will understand first of all that you have power over them, and they have a command to surrender to you. Do you understand this at all? So when I meet a spirit, or I'm supposed to deal with a, a, a demon operating in someone, or any other spirit operating in someone, or influencing the life of someone, I have an understanding first of all that that spirit has surrendered already, even before I do anything. So you will not see me going to touch and lay hands. No, no, no. It is rare. One out of ten will you see me lay hands. Not that it is bad to lay hands, but we have we, we have an understanding that we operate with. So then he says that. They will, surrender, they will fall first of all and then they surrender. They will surrender. So everything that seems to have fallen in your life and have operated in your life and have caused you devastated and has distracted your life in any form. It is because you do not know that it has fallen and surrendered to you long ago, even before you try to pray. Some of you are trying to deal with some situations long ago, and yet these situations have already surrendered to you. These problems have already surrendered to you. But it is up to you to know that they have already surrendered for you to operate. How are we okay here? That he created them. But even before that, he had given a command that they will surrender to you. And that is how come we are dealing with something in the spirit of death and you stretch for the house, you do something and then they fall on the floor. Falling is, it is a command, they must fall, they cannot stand. But it comes by the perfecting of the presence of God. When you don't perfect the presence of God, it will not happen that way. Are you with me? It will not happen. There were days where uh, many of us, when we were in SS, when we were praying and all sorts of things, and we could be dealing with one particular spirit. And, Someone is possessed of the spirit, we can hold hands around, we are praying for the person, and the spirit is just laughing, and then the person is walking around and just laughing at us. What is going on at all? I don't understand. How can a whole group of people, about 10 people, surrender one person, they are praying for the person for a spirit to come out, and the spirit is just walking around laughing. <laughs> people you don't know. And, ah, how can that? Sometimes it, it's, it's, it's disturbing. You are praying, you are doing everything, it's going on answering, it's fair not coming. And then that spirit will definitely be here by fire is on her leg, and then she will go like this, and then she will she laugh at this. But I, I began asking questions about this aspect when it comes to deliverance. What is going on in this ministry? What is going on in my life? Why would we have to gather all around? And then we pray for one person that is happening. I began to ask questions. And God then taught me about perfecting his presence. So I move from a, a level of gathering around people and then praying. Gathering together. That's why I don't really fancy let's let's put our hands, let's move. No. It is good certain points in time. But to deal with the spirit, oh come on. We've got that level. So there's a level where I have to touch you for this to happen. And then we are great from that level, we really have to touch you. There's not in all circumstances of that. If I don't hear God now, I don't touch. I allow his spirit to operate. I disperse his spirit. They are all, it all comes from perfecting the presence.
presence of God, perfecting His presence. And things will stay longer in your life than they are supposed to stay. So, unbelievers have an ability to harness the presence of God and perfect it. Please follow me carefully. You understand so what I'm talking about. Unbelievers equally have the power to harness the presence of God and also what manifest it. So the fetish grace also works with the presence of God. The power of the presence of God. Without the presence of God, even the fetish grace cannot operate. Without the presence of God in the plant, the plant will die. It's not about water or sunlight and all this thing. It is okay, yeah, it works, but there is the major key. The major key. The major key. The presence of the spirit of God in that thing. Now, one day, to make you understand what I'm talking about when perfecting the presence of God. One day I was on a, a stadium and I was watching a match. I think it was in 2021, 2020 or something. 2020, yes. During the election, 2020 election and all that. And then the MP, uh, the dead MP of, uh, is it live? One night was crazy. I don't know. I don't know who won face or something. He organized a tournament at the stadium, right? And these boys were coming to play. So once at the stadium in the stands, um, our sound engineer came, Mighty. He came in and I was like, oh, great. Then he kept sitting by me. Then there were people coming to play a match. There was these two groups coming to play a match. Everyone had their timing. So if this team plays, they move to the next, and another team comes to play. So there was this thing that was coming to play that ah, they did something that it baffled me. I don't know if they understood what they did, but I will explain to you. You see, before the kick starts the match, Everything comes and they put their hands together, they put their hands together and they do, and they make their team steam and they do, hey, they say, hey, and then they disperse and then they go inside the match. You know that kind of side, they have poison for you. They play the match. Okay. So there was this opponent doing that thing. They go and they never went to me and they do, hey, and then that's it. But the next thing, they all stood, alright, by the rising of the sun. There are Christians in the team and there are Muslims in the team. But they all went and they opened up their hands like this and they stood at the right of the sun and they were speaking. Listen to me. Footballers, they stood at the right of the sun, they opened up their palms like this, they spoke for a while. While their opponents were, were, were there doing their thing. When I saw that, I told the sound engineer, these guys will either win the match or they will draw. They can only draw when the sun is coming down, but they will win the match. And that's what I, I told the sound engineer. He knows I prophesied by God's grace. So, but he was like, ah, how do you know? This is football. So that's God talk about. Yeah, God talks about football too. But that's just by the way. The first time I was not into the prophetic, it was by mentioning sports. Yeah. Okay, that's just by the way. But these guys did that. And when they finished, they didn't do anything to me. They were in an ash and white stripes. When they finished, they, they assembled themselves at their position and began the match. And the sun was shining. So I was like, oh, this match is beyond physical. This match is spiritual. Because what they were doing at the time was to harness the presence of God in that sun. They were harnessing the presence of God in that sun for the match. It was beyond physical. And guess what happened? They scored two goals. Now, Whilst the sun was coming down, I was like, oh, gosh. As the sun was coming down, the opponents now began to equalize. They scored, 
and then they scored. The match ended at a draw. The match ended at a draw. I want this. So long as the sun was there and the boys were playing, they were winning the match. They scored two goals and they looked as though they were going to win the match until the sun was going down easily. Remember, I taught you about the crown of the sun. Remember, one of the apocalypse services, I taught you from the book of Enoch how the sun rotates and then changes and gives its crown back to the moon and all that and then goes to the to God, the moon takes over its cycle and all that. Do you remember that? That teaching. Okay, in that form, as the sun was going down, the crown is being taken. So if this guys, the crown is upon the sun, the guys will still win the match. As long as the crown is being taken off and the sun comes down and the moon is what comes up, the lesser light. They can win. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So they were playing the football, but the power they were used to play the ball was from the sun. The power of God in that sun. The power of the presence of God in that sun was what they were using to play the match. Things don't just happen, no? Things don't just happen. Things don't just happen. There are things that are happening. You see, even in football, there is juju. I think Don Gotti, one of these days, spoke about it. He confessed, Don Gotti confessed that he has used juju before in football. And you see, when he's playing a free kick, when the ball is there, and they always say that Christian Ronaldo had copied Don Gotti. Because anytime he's playing free kick, the ball is there, he goes back for a number of times, he opens up his legs, he watches the ball, and before he kicks, and that was a spiritual direction. And that guy plays free kicks and he scores. Just by going back a number of times and just standing there. Just like this. Things don't just happen. That's why you can't. You can't always be standing in prayer. You can't always also be kneeling in prayer. There are some times you're supposed to shout. Not shout in the prayer. No, just, you get and just shout. Sometimes just laugh. It works. It works. How? Why am I talking about these guys and their football and how they won the match? Or do you think it is my imagination? Once I was there, God was teaching me that football, and then we quickly went into the book of Joshua, chapter ten, the verse four to fourteen. The Lord began to teach me in that thing. Football was going on. The Lord was teaching me about His presence and His power in the sun that these people were using. That Joshua he could equally use the Joshua chapter 10. Come on, God. Uh-huh. Joshua chapter 10. Please be careful. Uh-huh. That Joshua spoke to the Lord on the day. So, first of all, Joshua had spoken to God. He had already spoken to God. He has perfected himself in the presence of God first. And then what did he do? When the Lord gave the Amorites over the Israelites, uh-huh. and he said in the sight of Israel, mm-hmm. son, be silent. So he spoke to God first in perfecting of his presence. And then he went to the sun. You son decided to steal over Israel. Move on, God. And stand still at Gideon. Mm-hmm. And you move in the palace of Ajalon. Listen, he, listen to what Joshua was saying. And the sun stood still. And the moon stayed. Until the nation took vengeance upon their enemies. Listen. The sun. Joshua commanded the sun. Listen, he perfected himself first in the presence of God. One, he spoke to God first. Then he spoke to the sun. Let the sun be upon us. 
the Israelites. And then let the moon be in the valley. So the higher light was upon them and the lesser light was in the valley of their enemies. What do you think he was doing? And he said, let the sun stand still until he wins the war. And the sun equally stood still until the war was won. This is what these guys were doing. In other words, so long as the sun goes out, the Israelites will lose the battle. Joshua, he did not only need light to win the war, he needed the presence of God to win the battle. So, so long as the sun was on there, Joshua will win, the Israelites will win. But the moment the sun begins to go down, he will lose. And he did it with an understanding. He made the moon, the moon go to the enemies. He made the moon go because he knew that it was time for the moon to come. And the moon must also play a role whilst the sun is there. So he gave the moon a role to play while the crown of the sun is still on the head of the, of the sun. And the sun was playing a role. And he was harnessing the presence of God in that sun to win the battle. He didn't just need life, he needed the presence of God. Oh my goodness. Are you understand what I'm trying to say? It is up to you to know that the Spirit of God or the presence of God is in anything. Why do you think most at times fetish priests like bushes? One. Two. Why do they usually put their rope and craft and other things on a tree? Why do they meet around a tree? It's not, it's not just anything. <laughs> it is because of the presence of God in that tree. And you realize that most of the time it is not not only about small trees, usually it is about big trees. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. If you understand these things, one, you can be able to control nature. Two, you can be able to make nature do things to favor you. So I am teaching you so you harness the presence of God. Knowing very well the presence of God is in you. So, as I'm standing here, I am a man of God because the Spirit of God is in me. You are here. You are equally a man of God and a woman of God. Say, I am a man of God. Because you have the Spirit of God, you are a man of God. Bishop alone is not a man of God. You are equally a man of God. You are equally a minister of God. To minister the presence of God and His power to me. And even to things. Oh my goodness. So I have thought if I say, well, when tell the son not to go down, you will tell me, Bishop. Okay. Let us postpone it. Because you may feel it's just teaching. But these are not things just to make you excited. They are things for you to practice. It is practical. You must practice them. You must practice them. If you check the, 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 the sun, when the sun goes down maybe at every six o'clock, you can decide to pray and declare that sun, stay still for the next five minutes and be checking your time. The moment it is five minutes, you begin to see the sun go down. 
It is not coincidence, it is your declaration. And when we do many of these things, we end up saying, oh, maybe intos, 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 try and error. Coincidence, but that's not the case. That's not the case. When we don't learn how to harness the presence of God and to perfect it, we have other people perfect the presence of God and use it against us. Are we okay? If we don't perfect it, we will allow others to perfect it and use it against us. How does the fetish priest know that he needs to do certain things to get ABC? He knows what to do exactly to make someone stop following someone's husband. He knows exactly. But why doesn't the believer know that thing exactly? Because the believer has not perfected the presence of God. And yet the fetish priest has taken time to be perfected. Even before someone becomes a fetish priest, they, they even go through training. They go through training, they don't just bow them, they teach them. So for you equal to be able to perfect the presence of God, you must be taught. You must be taught and then you must practice. You must practice for anything. And I told you that when you need a job or you work, you go somewhere, you want to go to work somewhere, one of the last stop. I did the other day. That go to the place and say, I am working here. It works for some people who need it. It works for them. It works. It works. We don't just do things. But you must learn to harness the grace of God and perfect it. So there are two kinds. You can either choose to be the one that always goes to God and Father, do this for me, do that for me. And you can choose to be the one that is able to handle and perfect the presence of God. And not only ask God to do something for them, but to tell the thing to happen and the thing happens. Are you there at all? Are you there? So imagine there is an animal coming to bite me. Let's say a lion is about to attack me. A man now comes to say, Father, save me, Father, give me. Or I can quickly say, stop. Maybe a dog. I can say, just shut your mouth and. You can choose which one you want. I've told you that different levels by something to perfect his service and then choose what you want. But you can equally be the one to run away and be the dog will be chasing you. It's up to you. <laughs> if you have that speed. Hallelujah. We must learn to harness the presence of God and perfect it in our lives. One of the things, Paul's school in a Chinese school. One of the things I did was to take them to study about Chinese. And one of the things I read about them was that they don't just build. When they are building, they build in a specific way to attract good energy for the economy to run. Listen. They don't just position, the Chinese, when they are building, they don't just position things anyhow. They position them in a way that they can attract good energy. That is the price of God, but they call it good energy. They don't celebrate Christmas. They are able to go for one week holiday. One whole week. In October, they have one week holiday. You better should try it. <laughs> the economy has come down. 
but they built their building in such a way that it's able to bring good energy. Read about it. It, 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 it brings good energy into the town for prosperity. Just the way they build. Are you here? Just the way they build. Buildings, building attracts good energy for prosperity and good economy. Just the way they position and building. And you position things in your room anyhow. Like right now, before you begin, your room is messed up. Your shoes are somewhere, your hanky is somewhere, your dress is somewhere. Your hair is somewhere, your wig is somewhere. Your bag is somewhere. And yet I've taught you before how to put things in order even in your life to attract God and Spirit. Learn to perfect things. To harness spirits. Learn to do things even in your room well. Learn to be neat. There are spirits that like this, but there are spirits of God, especially that like neatness. Neatness. You don't just handle the bread of God. You don't, you don't just have the bread of God. You must perfect the bread you have. You must be consistent in it. Even for a good energy. There might be a place that you might have gone to before or you might have rented before. And all you do is to have certain kind of dreams or to have things not really going well in that particular house. But the moment you move out of that house to a different apartment to rent, you realize things are moving. It depends. It has to do with the spirit that operates in that vicinity. And how you are able to do things and decorate things in your room. Don't ever do anything, even in your shop, in your school, without investigating the presence of God in that thing before starting. You must invoke the presence of God into anything you do, even if it is food. Even if it is food. Are we okay at all? You must harness it. When the presence of God is in you, as you call for His presence to come upon you, then you perfect his presence. But it comes with consistency. 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 Our last scripture, Genesis chapter 6, 10 to 20. Daniel chapter 6, 10 to 20. Daniel chapter 6, 10 to 20. Yes, please. Now, when Daniel knew that. The right hand was signed. He went into his house and his window being opened in his chamber towards Jerusalem. Okay, what about it? Scripture says that there was a day where the king gave a command. And the command was that they should not worship any other god in the town. But Daniel said that even though the document has been signed and it has been placed there that no one should worship any other god except the god that the king has placed there, which is a monument. Scriptures, Daniel still disobeyed the king and he went into his room. While the window was open, he turned towards Jerusalem. You see, you don't just pray. In this time of the 40 days of fasting and prayer, you can't say you're not praying, you can't say you're not fasting. Maybe you don't want what you want. 
Maybe we don't want to grow. <laughs> Daniel could have stood anywhere in the room. Daniel could have faced anywhere in the room. But Daniel stood by the window and he faced towards Jerusalem. Daniel could have faced his bed. Daniel could have faced maybe a sofa in the room. But Daniel faced Jerusalem. Daniel wasn't praying for Jerusalem. Daniel faced Jerusalem to pray, but he wasn't praying for Jerusalem. So when the Muslims are praying, they don't just pray. They stand at a particular direction to pray. And you see, they don't just pray. When they are praying, at the point, you see, I live in a Muslim school, so I see things and I interact with the mothers and all that. Okay, so what about the brain? They stand up at the point, they look at left, they say certain things, they look here, and then they look here, and they say certain things, and then they come back. Then they kneel down, and they come up again. You think they are just doing things? They have hundreds of prayers of God, and they have learned about postures in prayer. How to speak words in specific directions for it to work for you. You can't just be in your room and just be praying and be moving them. No, 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 no. You must do things specifically. For specific things. Are you there? Yes, Even they are building, there is a particular building, the way they have a way they build. And every time they build this, there is something they place on the building. And we all see it. There are two major things, either a star or a crystal or a half moon that they put there. You think they're just doing it? They have understood certain things. They have understood certain things that we believe they don't understand. As I said, it's not about being a Christian or not a Christian. It works. It is the presence of God. It works. It is the presence of God. And they have understood that there are certain places you don't go with your, 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 your slipper. Because when God met Moses to remove your slipper, this is the holy ground. Doesn't mean when you wear a slipper somewhere it's wrong. But they have understood certain principles. There are days scriptures say that Elijah was praying for rain to come, the rain wasn't coming. He prayed certain times, then he now received in his spirit. He knelt down with his head in between his eyes. Then he looked up, and then he looked as though there was a cloud formed like a man's hand. And he told me, Go and tell the people that rain is coming. He was praying, it wasn't happening until he knelt down and his head was in between his eyes. <laughs> Posters in prayer makes you perfect the presence of God. Posters in prayer. So if I need something, there is a way I stand. If I need to cast out a spirit, there is a way I do it. There are sometimes you will see me pray for someone, and all I do is to stretch forth my right hand. Sometimes I stretch forth my left hand. I don't just do it. There is a reason. Sometimes you will see me moving my hands. You will see me moving my hands like this. It all has a reason. We do things with understanding. You don't just kneel down and question because 
the song is nice or you know the song. No, it must be done with an understanding. That this way you have to know that you have to sit down. <laughs> that this way you have to sit, you have to lie down. So perfecting his presence for changes in your life. You need to learn postures in prayer. You need to learn postures in prayer. Joshua, Daniel, so he stood at the entrance of the window. The window was open. He looked towards Jerusalem and he was praying. Just by one decree, the king made. Then the next verse going down straight as a, and the, the, the soldiers came to see what Daniel was doing. And they heard of him. And they went to tell the king that Daniel has disobeyed your words. And the king said, bring him to me and give him into to give him to the lions, feed him to the lions, place him in the lions then. And when you read further because of time, when Daniel got to the lions, then he wasn't praying. Daniel just went to the lions then. And scripture says the angel shut them off of the lions. Listen to me. When Daniel got to the lions then, he wasn't praying in the lions then. Daniel wasn't praying. He did not say any prayer in the lions then. He was just dead. When he got there, the angels were being revealed and the mouth of the lions were shut. Why? Because Daniel had already perfected the presence of God even before entering the lion's den. Because in entering the lion's den, that's what we are coming to pray. There was no time more. Things can hit you, you don't have time to even pray. You don't even have time to think. But the moment you begin to handle the presence of God and you perfect his presence every time, you can walk in any situation at any time and things will happen. In the book of 2 Kings chapter 5, the verse 6, that was scripture talks about Elisha also. When his, his, his workers or his, his sons also went to borrow an axe to work. And scripture says, and the axe head fell into the water. And that was quickly, Elisha broke up the stem of a stick and he placed it upon the river. And then the axe head began to come out. He did not break the borrow. He did the direction. When the axe head fell into the water, Elijah did not pray to God. He had perfected the presence of God and he knew what to do. He broke a branch of a tree, he placed it on the water, and the axe head began to float. Axe. Axe head. Metal. Why? He had perfected the presence of God. It is not every situation that you need to pray to God to save you. Sometimes God is even looking at you to save yourself. Because he has given you enough power to operate in that situation. So you will be calling God in court and it's a waste of time because what you are calling God to do is in you. Are you there? He has given you his presence to give life. Someone is dead by you. And yet, the presence of God is in you. Then I go for my cup, I'll make a little bit of And the presence of God is in you. That you can equally give life. We have an ability of giving life. We have an ability of resurrecting people. But it all comes by us perfecting the presence of God. 
if we don't perfect the grace of God, even though we have an ability to do so, we cannot do so because we have not to reach that point. Because in a spiritual, there are rants. There are rants. There are rants. What baffles me is the starting position of Daniel. When Daniel was told not to worship any other God, and he defiled that confirmation of the king, and still focused on the presence of God, the angels and their presence were activated in his life for special changes. He would have been devoured, and that would have been it. But this testimony was from a man who perfected the presence of God. If I put you in a lion's den right now, what would you do? <laughs> Some of you can imagine what you, have, you already do. You'll be shouting, hey, oh, even at the sound of the God, knowing that you are going to lie in there, you'll be shouting. And I think she be all. But then that's the moment where we begin to command things to happen, not when we are not crying. We command things to take place. We need to give specific time, specific dates, specific area, what we need. But it all comes from perfecting the presence of God. It takes time. It takes consistency. When we begin to focus on the presence of God than any other thing in our lives, all other things begin to focus on us. All these things make us their focus the moment we begin to focus on the presence of God. Are you with me at all? The moment we begin to focus on the presence of God than any other thing, all other things make us their focus. Are you here? When you perfect the presence of God, you become like a magnet. Then other things begin to focus on you. You attract them. They come to you. So there is a stick the kingdom of God and all other things will be added unto you. But first there must be a seeking. There must be a perfecting. Then other things will magnet to you. Are you here? Sure. Can you please understand one prayer prayer? The book of Ecclesiastes, uh, 9 verse 11, verse 9. It says, When I returned, I saw that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, 